When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome, everyone, to the From the Shadows podcast. I am your host, Shane Grove, and with me, as always, is the super producer, Jason. Greetings, everyone. Uh, Jason, you don't sound, you sound a little, little tired. Oh, no, I'm not tired. I'm just uh, I mean, I said busy. super producer. I said super producer, man. Come on. You should, you know, a little pep in your step there. A little enthusiasm. Well, yeah, it's, a little it's, enthusiasm. Been a, it's been a busy day. <laughs> put it that way. Uh, well... So, Jason, we have with us a I, – I, I want to say he's kind, of a, he's kind of a mystery, kind of a legend in the Bigfooting community here in Ohio. And, and the reason I say that is because this gentleman was brought to my attention from some, some well-known Bigfooters, Mark DeWorth, uh, Daniel Perez, um, and we'll get into – into the story that they told that led me to try to find this gentleman. Um, and, and we'll let him tell that story too, is, you know, compared to what the, the story they told. Um, but I want to welcome, and I've been pump pumping you up about this, Jason. Mm-hmm. I've been pumping you up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to welcome Mr. Mark Vasides, right? Did I get it right? Right, Vasides. You got it's it close a, enough. Ah, close <laughs> enough. Um, and that's terrible. I just, you know, told what a legend you were, and then I butchered your last name. That's just terrible. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's all right. <laughs> but, uh, but Mark, hey, welcome to the program, and let's just get into it. Um, tell our listeners, like, where about you're you're located in Ohio, and then let's get into I'm, your your journey here. With Bigfoot. Okay. Uh, right now, I'm currently in Warren, Ohio. I'm very close to Route 5, 10 minutes away from Newton Falls. And uh, I started off with my first sighting when I was probably seven years old in Streetsboro. I was just in the back of my house. We had like a big yard sitting down by a creek, just kicking dirt down into the creek, you know, and I hear something to my right and I see these two 
it looked like three foot monkeys picking these blackberries and they took off. So I went up to the house asking my mom, I said, do we have a camera? I want to take a picture or something. <laughs> and, uh, when I told her what I seen, she just kind of looked at me odd, like, you know, but that wasn't my only sighting there in Streetsboro. There was a friend of mine. We were kind of, we left school a little early one day. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we were across route 43, you know, we just happened to crawl through the tunnel. And uh, on the other side, there was an old house that it looked like it was ripped apart by a tornado. And I'm looking, it appeared to be, five big tall creatures with a little one. And at about this point, the principal pulled up and he probably saved our life. <laughs> so, but it went from there. I mean, I had a stepfather who loved to take us fishing and hunting and we had to hunt with him cause he had a heart attack, but we were fishing along Magador reservoir. I was younger. Uh, I had just hooked a bluegill, beautiful one, unhooked it quickly, threw it behind me, get my rod back in the water and, you ever see the clouds come over and you get a shadow? <laughs> well, oh, yeah. this shadow come up over me. And uh, I turn around, I'm like, where's my fish? And I'm looking at my brothers and my dad. I'm like, you guys grab my fish. And they're like, no. So my little brother, Ron, he goes, I got to go to the bathroom. So I said, well, go up there along the tree line by the car. He goes up there, and the next thing I know, I turn around. He's in the water. He's running to the water. He's literally standing, looking back, screaming, monster, monster, monster. My dad goes, go up there and see what he's talking about. So we all walked up there. I'm looking down behind my dad's Cadillac. There's a footprint in the ground. I see more footprints to my left, and I go, there it goes. And every one of us saw it. Now, I protected this print. And I told my dad, I said, you know, you got something you can make a, a cast, like with the cement, you know. So he came back there later and made a cement print. And my dad worked for General Motors. I swear this print is probably still sitting in the General Motors display case because he was showing everybody talking about it because he's seen it. So, but as it, time goes on, you know, we had, uh, we had uh, the Kent State shootings. You remember those? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. I was one of the youngest students at Kent State at that time when that happened. I was invited down there with my teacher. And about a week later, my dad was transferred to the Fleetwood plant in Michigan. So we left Ohio, and that's when I started deer hunting. And uh, I got my first 410. I'm the last guy walking in the woods with him. And I'm looking up on, uh, to the tree line to my right, and we we're in the Hillsdale area. And I see this creature standing there from the waist up over this thicket looking down at us. And I'm like, hey, you guys see that up there, you know? And my dad's like, no, I didn't see it. So later that morning, I missed the nine point. We're coming back out. And he goes, why don't you go up there and see if you see anything? I went up there and there were footprints just like we saw down at Magador. And I told him about it. He's like, oh, yeah. So, you know, he's taking the safety off his 12 gauge. But we walked on out of there. And it just went from there. Eventually, I got back here to Ohio and uh, started hunting here at 16. I got my driver's license, and I was out at Hamden Orchards. And I'm walking in with a few friends, and there's one up in a tree to our left. And I'm going, you guys see that? <laughs> you know? And it just jumps out of the tree and tears through the woods. 
I'm like, what was that? <laughs> you know? But it was stupid things like this that were happening. It's like I couldn't make no sense of it. But I started doing a lot of hunting, and I mean a lot of hunting. I was not like one of these guys who would just go out for a week or, you know, it would be round the clock as much as I could be out there. Last day of the season, I'd be out there, and I'd be deer spotting through the summer. And, uh, oh, my God, I'm back down in the Hamden Orchard area. I'm fishing. I'm just walking down there to the – there's got a lake down in there. I'm just coming down this trail. And I hear this, this is loud growling. And I'm like, it throws me in my tracks. And I mean, literally the hair stood up on my head. I had to turn around and walk right back up out of there quickly. Cause I knew I just had a funny feeling something was wrong. And, um, then I started hunting out in uh, Rome on my buddy's property on 45 and six. And before I started hunting there, they uh, ran a temporary health care, so I was helping them on their farmhouse, and they were telling me a story. They said they'd come in at nighttime, and they were hearing something back in the woods. They said it's making these screams. It sounded like a girl being murdered, and they were missing 21 chickens in 21 days. <laughs> I'm going, are you kidding me? I'm thinking maybe it's a fox or something, you know. So I walked back there, and oh, it's opening morning. I'm going in. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing something to my right. Now, there's some low spots in Rome, but it's normally flat out there. This thing's standing in a low spot looking at me, and I see the eyes. It tears. It just takes off, but there's five inches of snow. So I'm waiting for the sun to come up. But I'm hearing, like, wings, which made no sense. I go down. I'm following the tracks. I go out to the middle of an open field, and the tracks stopped. Couldn't see any tracks were as far as I could see. And I'm like, did I just see the Mothman? You know, because it made no sense. I mean, I'm hearing this heavy flapping, but it was gone. I mean, just gone. And uh, then I hooked up with a buddy. Uh, we were hunting. We were working together, Bert and Steele. And uh, we went down to Salt Fork State Park. And he goes, you'll get a deer down here, you know. We're coming in open in the morning. I'm following him in. We see a creature standing to our right. As we got to the spot, I said, did you see that thing back there by that house underneath that light? He goes, yeah, I did. And he went down, but we were very close to the cabin. So he went down near the lake. I'm up a little higher. He comes up after the sun come up. He's like, I didn't see nothing. We're coming back up the trail. I'm like, you see that? that print down there he goes yeah he i said i wear a size 13 i said that's got to be a basketball player that thing's huge he put his boot down there he goes you ever hear a bigfoot i said yeah in california he goes no it's been here it's been here for a long time i said well, we could track this thing right now he goes no 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 <laughs> so <laughs> i wanted to so, go after it but so, he, he just so, didn't want to so up until this time, you you were seeing this these things and and you had no you weren't thinking they were Bigfoot. Yeah, I wasn't. I couldn't put I couldn't put two and two together on it. I didn't know what this thing was. I didn't know who to tell. I didn't know who to talk to. Uh, you know, I was hunting up in Thompson for a while, and I've had some encounters up there that I wish I could forget. But when you get rocks thrown at you and logs thrown at you and you're chased out of the woods, uh, yes, it is, it's, a, it's something you won't forget. But, uh, yeah, I, I've done a lot of hunting, and then I got hooked up with my friend in Jessica. She is 
just a wonderful person. She works at the Mocha House in uh, Youngstown. And she had me come over to her place, and she goes, what do you like to do? And I just kind of threw it out there, and I said, well, I like to model trains. I like to go hunting. And I said, ah, I like the Bigfoot. You know, I just threw it out there. She goes, it's here. And I said, what do you mean it's here? She goes, no, it's really, really here. Let's take a walk. And uh, we didn't go more than 200 feet down this trail past her dad's house. And I'm looking at a nest and I'm going, it is here. So within probably three days, I hung up a scout cam. Three days later, I had a picture of this thing. It lit up like a firecracker. And I had a footprint from it. And I'm like, it really is here. You know, and at nighttime, they're still having activity up there. Uh, you you can hear the dogs barking. And all of a sudden, this thing comes in, and you'll hear it make a sound. Them dogs go dead silent. You won't hear a tree frog. You won't hear a dog barking. And I just can't believe what I'm seeing up there. A lot of people know about it. And uh, I met a gentleman yesterday. He was telling me he was on a bike. And I said, hey, uh, said I was taking a picture of a bowed tree. And uh, he goes, I said, you ever see the Bigfoot up here? He goes, yes. He's, and I said, I know there's a family of them up here. I said, my buddy Kevin, he saw one that was probably, he thought it was up in the tree. And when he rounded the corner, he said, this thing was standing on the ground. And it's a real big, big one, because I've seen it a couple of times over there. And uh, he goes, I'm going to tell you, he said, there's more than a family up here. He said, there's quite a few of them. So, yeah, I'd love to see other Bigfooters come up into this area and try to bring up their drones because fall is coming. The leaves will be down and they'll have a field day over there. Well, I mean, we've, we've talked a lot. I mean, we've talked to a lot of people in that area that you're talking about. I mean, it is. It seems like it's a hot spot with uh it, it is it is a hot spot it's yeah and like i told you earlier today i went over to get her dad to go shopping and uh i wasn't thinking nothing of it we the guy speaks greek so he's older and we're just coming out on the back side of newton falls under route five and i'm like four cars back we're doing 50 miles an hour and he spots it first and he goes there's some kind of dog up in the road <laughs> and i'm just like <laughs> I kind of glance over at it and I'm like, yeah, okay. And I kind of look back and I see brake lights and I'm looking back and I'm like, that's no dog. It, you could see the upper muscular and the shoulders. It was on its knuckles crossing the road. I go, it ain't got a tail, man. I said, I knew what this was. I said, it was a young Bigfoot. Cars were almost coming to a stop. This thing just took off. I thought somebody had hit it. As I got up there, there is nothing in the road. This thing was gone. I mean, gone. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And he's like, he just told me, he's like, I never seen no dog like that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was there today. And I wasn't expecting it. And And what's really crazy is, is that, like, you're talking about Newton Falls, which isn't too far away from Akron. No, right. I mean, everything. No, 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 it's not that it's not that far away. And that is where I mean, we had a guest on Jody Cook, who's with the North American Dogman Project, who said there. I mean, they have people in the park system there who said that they believe there's dogmen there. 
So is there dogmen? Is there Bigfoot? What what is going you know, what is going on? <laughs> you know? Well we know we know there's we know there's a Bigfoot for sure, but back in the day, my brother Johnny, he, they my other brother Junior, they used to work uh, at Jogga Lake. And uh, my brother Johnny took me down to this place called Skull Rock. That's all I remember of it. And we were walking in with some of his friends, and I was younger at the time. And he wanted me to go up in this thing first, you know. And I come tearing out of there, crawling out. And this creature came out that looked like it had a dog-looking face. That's all I remember from it. And then later that night, my brother, he kind of went back in there with a double-barrel shotgun. But, yeah, he got in a lot of trouble for that. But, yeah, it's I've seen some stuff out there. I don't know what they are. But I do know the Bigfoot is definitely up there. Now, do you, okay, so, I mean, you've had quite a few encounters. Now, do yes. you feel lucky or unlucky that they seem to? Honest, honestly, I wasn't looking for them. You know, I always yeah. wanted to get a buck. I, I was just out there to deer hunt. You know, that was like anybody who ever knew me knew that was my favorite thing to do. And uh, like my one buddy, Ron Geelink, before he went in the Air Force, we were hunting in PA. And opening morning, everybody's wearing orange. That is a give me. Honest. That you have to have orange on. That's high powered rifle. Guarantee it. And we're on a hillside between uh, Route 30, uh, 18 and 151. And we're back there. I'm looking down this valley and I just see my neighbor walk by the creek down at the bottom. I said, Okay, there goes our buddy. All of a sudden I see this brown person walking up this hill that I would have slid five trying to get up it. And I'm looking at say, who's out here in brown? <laughs> you know, and it didn't dawn on me at that time. You know, I'm like, are you kidding me? There's somebody out here in brown, you know? But then later on when I was putting two and two together, I'm like, oh my God, that was a Bigfoot going up that hill. You know, so yeah. So yeah, they're in PA. I've seen them up in the Alleghenies. You know, I used to go up there to Tidyu, Tynasta, West Hickory, and I was off of Gore Road. And I just happened to walk over a power line just to look down because I was deer spotting at the time. And I'm looking down this power line. It comes from the left down the hill and cuts right. And I'm going, there's a Bigfoot. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just stupid stuff I would see in the woods. It wasn't that I was looking for them. I was just hunting. I was enjoying, you know, the outdoors. And uh, like this one time, it's almost comical. I'm in Thompson. I'm looking around. I'm tired from walking that day. And I see this tree, Mike. <laughs> I figure I'm just going to turn around, sit down and lean up against this tree. I sit down and I fall clear to my back. The tree is walking away. It was almost comical. All I could see was this thing walking away. I'm like, are you kidding me? And I, and I, and I'm like, God, that thing's still here, you know? And I thought it was a tree standing there. I mean, it really looked like a tree branch coming down and it just walked away, but it was almost comical, but to be chased out of the woods, that's a very scary thought. Yes. And I've had it happen. But like that one story I told you with my buddy, we were working at the best Western and, uh, we all were just remodeling the hotel in Euclid. We were just finishing up and everyone had a great idea to go hunting, you know? So I said, well, I got a spot out in Thompson. And 
we got out there and we started pushing the thickets off the garage farm and I'm just moving through there and you couldn't make no noise this day. It was one of these kind of like gushy, quiet days, you know, but we're spread out about 25 feet apart, just walking through it. We get up on the other side in the open woods and I'm looking at what appears to me was like a carpet laying on the ground, but it flowed over. I mean, it looked about three foot tall, looked about 12 foot long. And I said, this has got to be some hillbilly's carpet. They just threw it out here. There's an old road I see to my left. And I said, I'll tell my buddy Dale about it when I get back. And I get on the other side of this thing. I could have touched it, literally. I had my hand within just like two inches of it. And my buddy goes, I got a date tonight. <laughs> you know. And I'm looking at him like, why did you wear good clothes out here? You know, we're hunting and I'm looking for a stump, a log. And I said, sit on the carpet. I said, it looked dry. And I turned around looking across the open field. Now this is like slow motion. When this happened, my buddy goes, I hear, Hey, and he's rolling off of this thing is everybody's turning. The thing stands up and, now, Joe's the type of guy that would eat a bug out of a dare, and I uh, just ragged on him all the way home. I'm like, it had to be out of everybody. It had to be you, and you lived to tell about it. So this thing stands up. It's staring at Vern, his brother, his friend. The thing looks at me, looks at Joe. Joe's on the ground looking up at it, and it tears through the woods, and all I could see were branches breaking. Now, the following day, I went to my dad's house on the west side, and I'm like, bring me a Bible. I said, because this is the only time I'm going to swear on this Bible. I said, this is what happened to us yesterday, and I didn't even blink when I told the story. I said, I'm not kidding you. This really did happen. I said, someday I told Joe and him, I said, I'm going to tell this story one day. I said, because Joe went on to Bowling Green, and I don't know where Vern went off to, but I said, I would tell the story. I said, and when I do, y'all better back me up. this. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, this really did happen. So, yeah, so, I've had so, some... So did you ever, like, so you're almost every one of these sightings or experience you were on hunt. Did you ever think about like shooting, shooting at it or shoot? I mean, no, I mean, we never really, we never really thought about it. I mean, like one time I, I went into the area and I was by myself and I just had gotten into the woods and I realized the female was standing just to my right, about maybe 15 feet away. Mm -hmm. And I just calmly under my breath, I said, Look, I said, I know you're standing there. I said, but I'm going to hunt here today. So let's just get along because I got sick of being chased out of the woods. So I was so determined to hunt. I wanted to hunt. So I started heading out across the field, got to the back of the 70 acres, and I, and I went into this other field. And I'm like, okay, I see a rabbit. I'm going to get this thing. So I'm going after this rabbit and I feel like I'm hung up on my right leg. I'm like, what the hell? I said, I kind of brushed it away. Thought it was a sticker bush. Started to come up with the gun again and I feel another hang up. I started to brush away and I see this hand. I turn around. I'm looking at, look like a three foot monkey looking at me and the eyes closed like a lizard. And when it did, it took off to its mama. Now keep in mind, I am way back on the back field. I, the farmhouse looks like a little square, you know, and I'm like, the sun's going down and I've got to get out of here. So I'm going right up through the middle of the fields 
And this thing let out a scream where I went deaf for about two minutes. I couldn't hear nothing. It was so loud. And I'm like, I'm leaving you, big son of a... I just laid it out there. And I started... I couldn't hear. I mean, it was that loud. And I just kept walking and walking up to that farmhouse. And I'm like, God, it scared the hell out of me. Now, one other time we were out there and a friend of mine went with me. He's never been hunting out there. I said, I'm going to face the field. He's going to face the woods. And we're sitting about maybe 30 feet apart. The sun's coming up. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing him walking backwards, looking into the woods. And he's walking past me backwards. And he kind of glances at me, looking over into the woods. I said, what's up? He goes, I just saw a six-foot monkey. I said, let's go. We headed back to the car. I unloaded the guns. We got in the car. He goes, what the hell is that? I said, I don't know. Cause I didn't know at the time, <laughs> you know, but yeah, it was stupid stuff that was happening. I wasn't the only one seeing it out there. Then I got to talking to my neighbor out there and he's like, yeah, I've seen it. He said, it's, it's back in here. It's, it's on the Gurich farm. It's in the woods. We started seeing dead deer. The legs were broken. The guts were torn out of them and they were stacked up. I'm like, what is doing this? I said, this ain't, no poacher. I said, there's no bullet holes. There's no arrows. I said, I said, and I took clippers to clip my way through the thickets. And here I'm looking at one of them and a boy, I turned around. I was moving up out of there. Yeah. These things are, they're very territorial. Seriously. They are, but yeah, it, it, there's something to see. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, we've heard a lot of stories of people getting chased out of the woods so it's not like you're the only the only person oh no oh god but, oh my god but i don't know i i don't know if i would if i'd gotten chased out as many times as you did if i keep going back that's, that's you know but, but i figured they were gone you know you go in one year you see them and you're like okay you're not going to see this thing a year later you know you're thinking it's already probably 20 counties over somewhere you know i had no idea i was just like i'm hunting there that was my thing you know right. and little did i know it wasn't going anywhere and uh, I would go back in there like this one time I literally got attacked by one and uh, I was just walking in. I see a log come flying through the air and I'm, it lands right in front of me about five feet away. And I'm like, where did that fall out of? You know, I'm just, I just don't know. I'm just hunting, you know, and I'm going in to do some squirrel hunting and I'm looking up in the trees and all of a sudden I feel a hand boom, hit me on the top of my head and it dropped me to my knees. I hit that ground, rolled around and I could see this creature holding my boot and I brought the gun up, squeezing on the triggers. I was, I knew I was going to have to shoot this thing. This thing let go, took off, and I heard an audible voice run. So I got up, and trust me, I and I just came out of the military at this time. I could run my butt off. I hit that corner of that field, and I saw it coming. All I could do was hide. I got into the thicket and watched it run right past me. I'm figuring, okay, I'll wait a few moments. I get out there. I don't see it. I get out in the middle of the field. I start walking, and I hear two hunters to my right going, let's shoot it. He goes, no, we might hit him. 
And that's when I realized it was behind me because I could feel warm breath going down my neck. I could see a foot go between my legs. And the only thing I could do is bring my gun up over my shoulder and spin on it. And as soon as I was on it, I was going to pop it. And I mean, this thing was mean. I come down on this thing. It looked at me and it probably went 70 feet into that tree line in one bound. I mean, it was that fast, that quick, and it was gone. But yeah, it was probably the last time I hunted there because it scared the garbage out of me. Yes. And then I was up in Madison. So this gets better. I get up into the Madison area. I meet a guy. I'm taking a bow season now because I want a longer hunting season. <laughs> so I'm going in one night. I'm up in Nineveh Road. And I meet this guy. He knows there's a 10-point in the area. So I said, okay, we'll get it between us. I'm going to go right up the middle of the thickets. You go to the left. I said, maybe one of us will get it. Now, as I'm walking in, I'm hearing whistling and i'm like oh crap there's some kids out here tonight you know and it goes dead silent and i'm like what the heck and i could hear something moving through the woods i said it's got to be kids you know i find this cross trail through the thicket i said i'm gonna sit right here and wait on this buck the sun's going down beautiful night full moon it was perfect conditions And I see these two heads, green eyes, bobbing down this trail coming towards me. And I'm going, oh, it's got to be two guys out here with night division goggles, you know. And all of a sudden, I see them get close, and then they tear left and right. And I realized something. A friend of mine that lives out there that works on my car was telling me about something that was coming in, eating aluminum off the sides of the houses and leaving these great big three-toed prints. I'm like, okay, I get up and back then I I had a door key. (laughs) So we didn't have this push button stuff. (laughs) I reach for that key. I got it in my hand and I take off running, praying and hoping I'm not going to step on a leaf, a stick, nothing. I make it back to the car. I pop that door open and I see him coming. And I took one shot with the bow. I threw that bow in that car, hit that in reverse. I was halfway down the road. They come up, two of them. And here somebody had thrown out some old green peppers to the right. They were like those jalapeno peppers. The creatures were eating them. They went down here and just started stuffing their faces. I'm like, unbelievable now mark deworth was telling me a story where he was down the road looking for three of these things and i'm like i could tell you exactly where they were i said because there's an oil tank there i said they're hanging out right in there and uh i met some people down there i helped one day with their car because they were broken down and we were gabbing about bigfoot out there and he said we hear them all the time. We hear the sounds up there in Madison and they can hear the sounds. You know, there was an old story about momian in the area that one of my old relatives were telling me about. And they said, don't go in the woods. They said, momian will get you. I said, what is a momian? <laughs> you know, but it had a cave in the ground and they, they brought in a car. Somebody brought in a car to cover up the cave because they got sick of seeing it. So, yeah, but there's some stories up there and people do know they're up in that area. And I used to hunt along the railroad tracks up there because they were never posted. So there was, you know, and trust me, after 9-11, I never met so many police officers in my life. <laughs> you know? and because they all think you're a terrorist with a camera in your hand. But uh, 
Yeah, it, they're they're up in that area. They're all they're they are literally up in that area. So then I just started coming down here, moved down here to Warren, and uh, like I said, I met Jessica, and she hooked me up in a very good hot spot, and I've been hooked ever since. Mm. <laughs> well, 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 I do want to. I, I mean, that's just. I mean, that's so. There's that's so many amazing encounters. Yeah. It's hard. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable because it, it was like I never wanted to look for it at, in the beginning. It was like I just love to hunt and fish and camp, you know. Yeah. And uh, like I, I used to fish at uh, East Branch. We went we back in the day when you could fish off the bridge before Akron took it over, and. Uh, I'm telling you, I had a stringer full of bluegill one night. My buddy, he sees a Bigfoot, but my eyes weren't adjusting to the dark. And I went down along the side road by the bait shop, and I was fishing up there. And all of a sudden, I hung up my line, broke it, said, oh, what the heck, I'll just restring it. And I hear this splash in the water. I turn around, get the line out there, and I'm noticing my stringer's floating. <laughs> I grabbed that stringer. I got a half of a fish. I'm like, yeah, and I look over and I see this thing running. It's a gray one. It is running down the road, and I don't care who was out there that night. They had to hear me because I was screaming at this thing. I was so peed out. I was peed out. I mean, really. I'm like, I was looking to have a fish dinner, you know, and this thing cleaned it, and that's twice in my life that has happened where it has taken, you know, they say it's an opportunist, and trust me, it is. You know, it will, yeah, oh, yeah. So, but like I said, I do know it likes chicken. My buddy was missing 21 chickens in 21 days. Uh, you know, it, oh my God, sometimes I put liver out. It's taken it. Uh, I've stuck apples out there. It's taken those. I've seen odd looking bites in the apples that not even a deer could do, you know? And, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. So, but yeah, I'm hoping I can get a lot of big footers up here with some drones. I really do because there's some serious activity going up here in Newton Falls and they need to come up. Everything on the other side of Pennsylvania Avenue is, it, it is just unbelievable. They know they're there. They know it. They know they're coming into these areas. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping these guys could come up. Well, I do want to, I, I mean, so I alluded to at the beginning, you know, the story that I was told that may, led me to track you down and find you because you had yep. been a fixture in the nineties at going to, to like the big foot yeah. and stuff. And, um, a, a friend that we've had on the podcast, Daniel Perez, who does, who is the, he, he does the Bigfoot times newsletter. Um, he mentioned you in a, in a story that he had heard from Mark DeWorth about a video that you had captured that a couple of well-known people in the Bigfoot community uh, said, yeah, they had come up and s that you had showed them this video back in the 90s. Do you, I mean, I don't know how much you remember of it. Yeah, I mean, that's back, I think that's back when I lived in Thompson. That was, oh my God. <laughs> we're going back uh, some years, you know. Uh, over time, I mean, it's like it's like this. Over time, I've lost two wives, you know, and uh, God bless their souls. I mean, my wife Cindy and my wife Sherry, uh, but they believed in it, you know, and they always supported us. And uh, 
So it's been a lot of stuff over the years. And then I was raising my daughter for a while. I had back surgery and, you know, my doctor told me I need you to walk, (laughs) you know? So I'm like, what can I do? You know? (laughs) So I'm like, okay, that's how I pretty much started getting into Bigfoot because I had to keep up with my exercising, you know? So I, if I could walk, you know, you got to get out there and do it. And, uh, that's what kind of led me to doing it. you know, but after losing your loved ones and it's very difficult, you know, and it took a long time to, you know, focus on some things. But once I got back into it, uh, you know, yeah, it, it was pretty amazing, but like I heard a good story one time, uh, my sister, uh, Karen Sally, and she has a campsite at a holiday camplands. And, uh, I was out there talking to them about Bigfoot one night and her husband, Rick, he had this, uh, retriever. They were out walking late at night at the campground and they heard it. And he goes, they, the dog and him were headed back to the camper. He said the dog beat him back to the camper <laughs> you know, because I guess the noise it made, it just, yeah, it scared them both. So, but yeah, I've heard some good stories out there. And, uh, there was one down at Beaver Creek that just to this day is amazing. And it was the one where this guy's riding a horse and this creature ran up, grabbed the guy put him down on the ground. The horse takes off one way. The creature takes off another way. And the guy's standing there. Didn't know what to do. So yeah, I, oh, yeah, I know. And I'm like, cause there's a horse riding place down there, but this is one of the stories that are down there. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of activity down by the pretty boy Floyd monument. Uh, we've been down there. Uh, my first, time down to gyms we went to pretty Boyd floyd and uh we started walking in and jim picks up a couple of rocks and i said wait i said i see a turkey here with a big bite taken out of it i said i don't know how to tell you i said but there's one here right now and uh he collects these rocks and we get a reply like you couldn't imagine i'm seeing trees shaking you know i see one coming down the trail i said we got to get out of here. I said, we're in a bad spot. There's a cliff behind us, you know? So we're heading back to the car and I kind of glanced back and this thing's got hot on us. It is coming up the trail behind us. And all we could do was hide. I mean, we got into another thick tree cover and this thing comes walking right by us. And I'm like, did you see that? And he's like, yeah. You know? So I said, we got to make it to the car. The car is another hundred feet down the trail. We come back out. I'm looking, I'm looking. I'm like, okay, let's go for it. We get to the car and I hear this thing screaming to my left, just shaking the heck out of this tree. And I looked at Jim. I said, they will follow you out. I said, they, they want to know you're leaving. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I've had some bad, bad encounters with this thing and it will put the fear of God into you. Well, I will say, I, I will say though, that um, listening to those to those guys, I mean that they said that you did capture probably one of the best best videos of a Bigfoot ever. You know, they they said that you it was probably the most one of it was right up there with the Patterson Gimlin film. That was their Good. claim. 
That was their claim. And yeah, because uh, there's so there's so much there's so much I've sent in. You know, I've sent photos in. I've got I've saved my SD cards with different things. The the one I took out in Thompson. Uh, out here in, uh, excuse me, Newton Falls. Uh, yeah, I've sent a lot of photos in of the stackings and stuff. That was the one thing I noticed about the woods. You know, you hunt in an area for like six, seven years, you see how the woods are changing. And I couldn't put my finger on it at first. You know, I'm like, how come I'm seeing stackings, you know, like teepees? I'm looking at bowed trees, you know. I'm like, what's doing this? I said, is there some kind of radiation in the ground or something? <laughs> and then one day I'm coming down a trail between the neighbor's property and my buddy's property. And it, I couldn't make no noise. It was just one of them good dirt trails. And I see this creature holding the tree over. And I'm like, oh, my God. And it let go. It's flapping in the wind. It's gone. The creature takes off. I leave. I come back in there three weeks later thinking it's got to be gone. I can hunt. You know, I'm coming back down that trail. I'm looking right where I saw that creature and that tree was completely bowed over and tied off. That's when I knew it started. It bowed over trees. And then I started seeing the, these big stackings and I've seen some stackings out there. Now, keep in mind, I trained with the Navy SEALs and our whole company did. And we lifted those heavy logs and I know how heavy those things are. I will tell you something. These logs were longer than what we lifted. They were bigger than what we lifted and they were carried in and placed up against these trees. They weren't fall down. And I'm going, I don't even want to see this one. You know, it was, it had to be super strong to get these in here. So, yeah, I've had some experiences that, yeah. <laughs> well, the fact that, the fact that you keep going back out is, is a testament, I think, to how bad you really want to. Uh, keep oh, I, yeah, I, I got determined with it because I kept hearing people talk about it and you know like my buddy jim he had it a little bit but i don't know what they were going to do with the footage i meet guys all the time that have they say they got footage of it uh there's an old guy down there around jim says he's got some really good footage but he wants a million dollars for it i'm like are you kidding me i said just show what you got you know nobody wanted to show what they had so i'm like I, I got determined to just start sending stuff in. You know, I want people to see it. I want people to know, you know, I mean, they're out there, you know, like when I lived up north and, oh my God, this is the Chagrin Valley area, uh, the Metro Park up there, there used to be up there too. And there were three of them that I knew of that came through that park in the daytime. And people were out there throwing frisbees, having picnics, and these things walked right through there. Now, there's an old, now I got to share this story because it was in Mayfield Heights. Many years ago, we were leaving our friend's house and uh, I was with Ronnie Fool, and we are sitting in my car. He goes, I want you to park in the side street on Ridgeberry. He said, just wait. We're just past the bridge, past 91. He goes, just wait. I said, man, someone's going to call the cops on us. It's like midnight. I said, come on, we got to get out of here. He goes, no, just wait. This creature comes over the bridge, stops in the middle of the street, tears down the street. I said, what the hell was that? <laughs> you know, he goes, did you see that? I said, yeah. I said, where did it go? He, so we went down the street. Here it was tearing up some lady's bird feeder down the street. This is in the middle of the city. 
So, yeah, that was really shocking at that time. I mean, when you're younger and you're driving and it's like, what was that thing? You know? Yeah. So and when I read about a report of it being up there, I said, I know exactly what they were talking about. I said, because it was it came right in front of us. So, yeah, there is a reporter one up there like that. So, yeah, I mean, God, yeah, but we, I hope people come forward with their sightings. I really do. I hope more people will say something. Show what you got. Don't hold off. Don't sit on it. Start showing it to people. Because these yeah, things I mean, are real. I mean, you sent me a, a lot of really good pictures, and I, you know, and if you, you're okay with it, I'll put them up on our um, Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah please we, do it. When we put this episode out, I'll I'll put those pictures out, and people can take a look and think, see what they think for themselves, you know. So, um, but I do. Yeah, there was I, a, we had we had one more sighting that was down by um, Kenny Nelson Ledges. We were out just doing a little bit of hunting in the fall, early fall. And I remember that morning I heard of a report. It was a light report on the radio about somebody saying they had seen a Bigfoot down there, and I didn't think nothing of it. We were on the outside of the ledges and we're walking in and I see what appears to be like, I thought was somebody was putting in power lines because it looked like telephone poles going down through there, about 15 of them. And I'm like, well, maybe somebody's putting a camp in here, you know? <laughs> and so my buddy, I was with three other guys. We're just walking in. All of a sudden I feel a rock hit my chest, just boom, right off my chest. I'm like, what the heck? Walk a little more. Boom. Hit the same spot again. I'm, I stopped and I backed up and I said, which one of you dope smokers are throwing rocks at me? You know, and they're like, we're not throwing rocks. I took one step back and this rock drops right in front of me. And I go, it's coming from over there. We swung that corner. It was a female with a young one. It was telling us to leave. I'm telling you, I told my buddy that had the other gun. I said, if that thing comes out, just blind it. I said, that's the only chance we're going to have. I said, we got up out of there, and I never did go back to that spot. Oh, yeah, I love sharing this with you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I will say this, um, you know, we're just about out of time, but this has been, I mean, I think the Bigfoot community should be excited to know that uh, that you're going to start coming back to the Bigfoot meetings. Because oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. I think you. Uh, I think I think people are going to enjoy sitting around talking to you. What what I'm what I'm trying to do right now is get that family photo, you know, and yeah. I've got like over 30, 30 cameras sitting out there right now, and they're up and running and. Uh, you know, we've been having a lot of activity up there. Uh, like I said, I've been trying to get people to come up. I'd like to see them come up in this area. You know, everything from Pennsylvania Avenue and Woodland right there. I mean, they are coming into these areas, and you just wouldn't believe it. You can see the stackings. You can see the bow trees. You see all this stuff. And at nighttime, every night, it's been going dead silent up there. One night I was up there, and... Um, my Jessica's friend Adam was standing next to me and I said, watch this. And I took a couple of rocks and I just clacked them together and it went dead silent. I heard a dog kind of make a noise and I made a howl and I looked at him. I said, these things are stupid or they're very smart within five minutes. 
here comes the first one crossing the road, crossed Akron. It walked right into my neighbor, right into Jessica's woods, right in front of her house. Here comes the young one. It comes walking in. And then a third one comes in. Adam goes, I see it. It's got amber color eyes. And I went to look around because I'm looking at him and I hear this thing do a low grunt growl. I turned to look at Adam. Adam was already gone. He was booking in the house somewhere. I'm like, he left me out here 30 feet away from three of them. <laughs> Just like, you got to you kidding me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I walked into the garage and I told Jake as she was working on my daughter's hair, I said, they're in your front yard right now. I said, they're in the woods right now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't think nobody went out in that front yard after I saw them. But Adam actually was standing next to me. He goes, there, I see it. I see it. It's got amber color eyes. <laughs> like, yep. Well, oh I, think, I think the moral of the story is if you don't want to see a Bigfoot, don't hang out with Mark in the woods. No, oh, the my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You, yes. It has I'm, been fascinating. It, it's like I dumb really luck. I mean, we, I honestly yeah. say it's really like dumb luck. That's what I call it. I mean, I, I, it's like now that I'm looking for him, I hit the most greatest hot spot you can imagine in Bigfoot. And I think any Bigfooter out there would love to have a spot like this. It's like any given time, any given moment, you just don't know when it's coming in, but you know, they're there, you know, and uh, the people that met over there, like her brother, he, I guess he used to be hooked up with the BFRO and his name is Bill and he knows about him. And he told me, he said, he saw the big one. He said, this thing was huge. And he knew, he knew that there's a family of them. And, uh, you know, so, and I seem to be the only one over there doing it, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. How come ain't, there ain't nobody coming up here? You know, I need a little bit of help. You know, I just need some guys with drones. I said, if I could get them up there, I said, they'd have a field day. They'd all be legends, honestly. And I, I guarantee that, yeah, I, if I could get them up there. Well, we'll get the, we'll help get the word out. And so anybody out there that, uh, hears this episode and wants to get a hold of Mark, get a hold of us on the, from the shadows podcast, Facebook page, our website, get a hold of me on Instagram and I'll get you in touch with Mark and we'll get yeah. you, we'll get you to a spot that it sounds pretty hot. Oh my gosh. They, they, they won't be disappointed. They will not be disappointed. I'm telling you right now. I, I, they, they will have a field day up here. All right. Well. Yeah. Well, Mark, this has been this has been this has been a whirlwind. That's all I can say. This has been yeah. a whirlwind. But I appreciate you coming on and 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 you know yeah. showing my pictures. Yeah, I will. Get those up on after the shadows for sure. I will. When this episode comes up, I'm going to put them up in conjunction so people can uh, can time it. Together, so. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. I mean, so well, I mean, there's always, like I said, there's always something happening up there. So yeah, please get them up here. I need some help. <laughs> hey, I'll, I will. We'll get the word out for you, man. So yeah, exactly. all right. Keep safe, and you know you keep keep sending me stuff. I mean, that was I had a big smile on my face today when you sent me the story about the one running across the road. I'm like, 
my gosh, I'm just sitting here. Yeah. At the oh, we weren't even expecting it. It's like, you know, you're going grocery shopping, you know, and I'm just like, okay, I ain't got a thought in my head today. It's a beautiful day. You know, we're just following the traffic in front of us. And this thing came right out. I'm like, are you kidding me? Because you could see the muscle structure. And I got to get me one of them GoPros for the front of my vehicle, you know? I would have had this thing bigger than life today. I think you need, get, need a GoPro hat and put one on all Oh, my sides. gosh. <laughs> You'd be all sad. I mean, seriously, it, it's like, I, I, it's unbelievable the, the activity that's over there. And why they're there, I just can't put my finger on it. Because, I mean, yeah, there's a nice area of woods back there across Pennsylvania Avenue. I kind of get an idea where the nesting site might be for these things. But they're not leaving. It's like they're there. It's like they made home there. And uh, I just need some people up here to really bring in some drones and take a good look. So, anyways, with that, I will let you guys go because I'm running out of power here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Well, Mark, thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you for coming on, Mark. This has been fascinating. We'll definitely. Hey, we'll do it again sometime. (laughs) Sounds great. Sounds great. All right. All right. We'll talk to you. Yep. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.